Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Kelly Evans to answer your medical questions. Dr. Evans' specialty is internal medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Evans. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for being here with us today. My pleasure. And we are full of gratitude this week as it is Thanksgiving week. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully everyone is counting their blessings this week and going to be with somebody special, hopefully, or find somewhere to be this this Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Your essay this week talks about gratitude and how that even affects our health. Yeah, you know, there's there's actually a fair bit of psychology research out there about practicing gratitude. And I mean, probably a lot of people have heard or read about ways to practice gratitude, you know, journaling every day or, you know, saying through the good things at the or around the, the dinner table. There's some pretty good evidence behind that. And I think, you know, it's it's sensible. I think if you just think about it practically, it makes sense that highlighting the the things that you're he- thankful for in life um, changes your perspective a little bit mm-hmm. from what might be a, a typical perspective. I'm fully guilty of finding the things that I'm less grateful for and focusing on those uh, too much of my time. So I think it's this is time of year is a good reminder to try to practice gratitude and maybe make that a little more part of your daily or weekly life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to be thankful on Thanksgiving, but it's something we can really practice every mm-hmm. day yeah. Um, or try to. I know it's something that I've gone kind of in and out of too, trying to um, be more thoughtful about what I'm thinking about and how mm-hmm. I think about it and trying to find those little things to be grateful for um, each day right. and to look beyond some of the, the obvious ones. Like I am grateful for my family, of course, but right. to some of the little things that we can be grateful for, like I am, I mean, that aren't that little actually, but <laughs> like going to the grocery store, I am so grateful for the fruits and the vegetables that are just at our fingertips right there, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't have to go out and harvest them. I don't have to grow them. They are just right there. Yeah, Um, that's great. I mean, I think if you start looking for things like that in your day-to-day life, you can experience awe at like the Mm -hmm. world and at at some of those modern things that we take for granted um, in a way that really does change your perspective on on how we see our day-to-day lives. Right, absolutely. I was thinking about this this morning, driving over here and... um, Thinking about a lot of the people I admire have ways of expressing gratitude in their conversations regularly. Mm-hmm. They just It's just built into the way they operate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something I hope to do more of myself. Um, Andrew's grandma is someone I really love and admire. And she talks about how every day before she gets out of bed, she lays there and thinks about the things she's grateful for. And I think that's what a great way to start our morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great bit of wisdom. And right. I, I agree. I think you can, everyone can think of those people that 
emanate that sort of spirit of gratitude and it's very it's an obvious thing mm-hmm. I don't do it I'm mm-hmm. you know I, I'm guilty of being cynical and sarcastic and all of these things and that's okay yes that's okay but yeah. um, but I think we can all benefit and it it rubs off on others too right mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> well it's time for us to go to our first break we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Leading national education organizations recognize the close relationship between health and education, as well as the need to foster health and well-being within the educational environment for all students. If you find your student struggling with classwork, seek help early. The school counselors may be able to direct you to a tutor to help the student stay on course. Also talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings to have your student's health evaluated. There is a variety of issues that could be causing the poor grades, such as poor sleep or attention deficit disorder. Call today for an appointment. 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Before the break, we were talking about Thanksgiving and how it's a great reminder for us to practice gratitude throughout the year and um, how wonderful to have a day to kind of set aside and think about that. Uh, I just have to say I'm so grateful for our Prairie Doc community as well, all of our listeners who tune in. Uh, we're grateful for you, grateful for these Prairie Docs that volunteer their time and the other professionals that share their knowledge and expertise with all of us. I learn so much when I get to come in here and chat with everyone. So. Um, really do want to express our gratitude and of course to Bob who always is willing to go with the flow yes, with whatever we you, say. You're uh, so patient with we're us. We're up for this week and uh, <laughs> it's always a highlight to come spend a little time with Bob and on my Wednesday mornings too. So um, lots of gratitude and it's good to take time to think about all of those things. So mm-hmm. Another thing we're certainly grateful for are those COVID-19 shots oh, and boosters. Am I ever, yes. <laughs> we haven't talked about those for a couple of weeks, Dr. Okay. Evans. So if you want to give us an update uh, where we're at now with those COVID-19 shots and boosters. Yeah, so it, as always, ever-evolving. So um, when it comes to who should get a booster, that answer, I think, is very quickly evolving to everyone, um, which really simplifies things. I think there's been a lot of confusion. And so my short answer is if you are if you got your second dose of your vaccine or if you got the Johnson and Johnson one and got your first dose if it's been six six months since you got your your second mRNA vaccine you're eligible for a booster we see that immunity wanes um, over that period of time and we know that giving that booster dose of vaccine bumps immunity rates back up over 90 percent the Johnson and Johnson boost or vaccine Even if it's only been two months, you're eligible for a second dose. And there's, you know, there's not official recommendations about what I'd say called mixing and matching vaccines, but there's a little bit of anecdote out there that maybe, you know, if you got the Johnson and Johnson, getting your second dose with one of the mRNA vaccines may lead to higher efficacy. That's it's a it's a little bit murky that way. That's it's hard to provide clarity there. 
but getting a, a second dose um, after the J&J is a good idea after two months. Um, so, you know, most people, if they got vaccines near when they were eligible in the spring, it's probably been six months. So if you haven't gotten your third dose, I would recommend doing it here this holiday season. Um, we are uh, sadly and unfortunately seeing high rates of COVID-19 again. Um, and Part of that, a big part of that is a high percentage of cases in unvaccinated individuals, but we're seeing a lot of mild illness in vaccinated individuals. And I mean, the down, the the good thing that I tell people if I have seen someone in clinic and they did get their vaccines in the spring and are testing positive is that you've done what you could have done to really reduce your risk of having severe illness like this. Mm-hmm. That That's still a great outcome of those vaccinations. Um, but it's, un, you know, it's inconvenient for people to have to still be out of work for the 10 days and and talk about isolation and stuff like that so just get the booster yeah everyone everyone is ready we're ready for everybody to go ahead and do that i think okay mm-hmm. all right yeah, yeah especially going into these holidays as yeah. we're mixing and yep. traveling and kind yep. of expanding our bubbles and yeah yeah, all of yeah that. the holidays probably for most people look different than they did last year people have gotten a little more comfortable with with doing things and there's variability there but yeah if you're planning on family gatherings i think trying to maximize your protection is the right thing to do yeah so yeah um i was really encouraged i was with some other moms the other day and um all these kids who are getting their vaccines Mm -hmm. it's so wonderful so it is yeah so the the update there is that all children over five now have an option to get vaccinated or five and older um the pfizer vaccine is approved or authorized for those kids so my kids are five they're in kindergarten and they're going to get their second dose of pfizer vaccine on friday they hate shots laura Mm -hmm. they like i mean we got them their flu shots earlier this fall it was torture they did a little better with the COVID shots. And honestly, even, you know, they their world has un- sadly been revolving around this pandemic to, to the degree that all of us have been noticing it for the last couple of years. So, it, I mean, it sounds like there are a lot of kids that are more excited to get a shot than is very typical for that, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Our eight-year-old uh-huh. um, got her first dose as well yeah. and looking forward to her getting her second dose. Yeah, it's a relief. It is such a relief yeah. just as we do go hang out with grandparents mm-hmm. and do some different things. Um, it's great. And I, I was talking with one friend who is planning to do some traveling and um, some of the things they want to go do, even for their kids, it's recommended or required that they yep. have those vaccine cards. Right. Um, so th- that's another reason people are motivated to yeah. get these Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's done. just practical motivation. There are mm-hmm. things that I heard from a friend who um, qualified for the Boston Marathon that the, the marathon's requiring vaccines, even though it's an outdoor event this year. But, you know, mm-hmm. with X... 20 or 30,000 people running, that's probably very reasonable to make a vaccine requirement. So there are things out there that are requiring it. And Mm -hmm. I agree, there are some people that that's kind of their main motivation. Yeah, just a little bit of a practical, like, okay, let's get this done. yeah, I was, you mentioned your five-year-olds and Mm -hmm. yeah, when we think about this pandemic and how long that's been going on, it's really been their world as they um, are growing into going to school yeah. and all of that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It's shaped mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we do and it'd be, mm-hmm. it sounds so lovely to put it behind us. It's, mm-hmm. you know, still saddens me a little bit that we haven't been able to get there, but I'm still hopeful. I mean, I yeah. think if, if we can 
get people vaccinated and and rates go down things might look a little more like they did earlier this summer for us right but we got to get through the winter right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and with that we should probably mention the um influenza vaccine as well yep so you can get your um flu shot at the same time as you get a covid booster or your first covid vaccine um they, they can be given together now um, influenza. Influenza is always a question mark. We can't really predict what the season's going to be like very well. And, you know, after the anomalous year last year, it's really hard to know what might happen. I mean, I think there's less um, less quarantining and isolation, just generally speaking. You know, schools are mostly maskless. Probably there's going to be more influenza spread. We haven't seen a lot of cases yet in South Dakota. But as always, it's, always, it's again, something that can make people really sick and, you know, at at best put you down and put you out of work for a week which is you know not great Mm -hmm. so still worth getting the flu shot for sure all right we had a caller um with a question here it looks like the woman gets cold and starts getting the symptoms how soon can she safely be around people so if you're having those cold symptoms and uh this time of year sometimes they come around often right and and certainly you know we 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 used to think about cold so differently didn't we i mean we used to coach people to not come into the clinic when you have a cold it's just you know nurse it and it's going to get better within a week right and our whole view on that has changed it's Mm -hmm. it's wild Mm -hmm. um i would say right now with rates in the community if you get cold symptoms a covid test is warranted Mm -hmm. um so even if they're mild cold symptoms it's easy to get a test you know you can call call our clinic call your your local clinic and arrange for a test and usually that's pretty easy um, in the setting, you know, the testing isn't perfect, so there can be false negatives. But if you have a negative test, it's certainly much less likely that this is COVID-19 and you're probably dealing with another respiratory virus. Respiratory viruses of all kinds are contagious in a similar way to what we think of with influenza and COVID from, you know, coughing, sneezing, getting your your particles into the air and somebody else inhaling them. So, I mean, it's kind to be thinking about not spreading your colds to people, even if it isn't COVID. So I appreciate the sentiment here. Um, I would say even with with a common cold. Things like masking and distancing will help in in reducing spread. Um, Generally speaking, it it can be hard to say exactly how long people are contagious. It depends a little bit on the virus, but I would say for sure up to a week from when symptoms start, you can expect to be contagious. Sometimes people will have lingering symptoms, a lingering cough that lasts for weeks. And generally speaking, you're not, for most viral infections, you wouldn't be expected to be contagious beyond that, like one week to 10 days time. Sometimes people will just have a non-contagious ear irritated cough after that but it's hard to answer with definitive ways but if you're still having symptoms still coughing and sneezing into the air I think good to be cautious just to reduce the spread of whatever illness you might have Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that sounds great all right well it's time for us to go to our next break we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States. Unprotected skin can be damaged by the sun's UV rays in less than 15 minutes. 
Even if it's cool and cloudy, you still need protection. UV rays, not the temperature, do the damage. Anyone can get skin cancer, but some things put you at higher risk. The most common signs of skin cancer are changes on your skin, such as a new growth, a sore that doesn't heal, or a change in a mole. Tips to avoid skin cancer include stay in the shade, especially during the late morning through mid-afternoon, apply sunscreen and reapply every two hours. SPF of 30 or greater is recommended. Have your skin checked regularly and have it checked by a professional at your wellness checks. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Dr. Evans, uh, last week we spent a little bit of time talking about mental health and Um, our teenagers in our community with Dr. Johnston. And uh, I want to spend some time today talking about mental health for adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have teachers who are under a lot of pressure and um, trying to manage all different perspectives in people's lives. And uh, we got healthcare workers who are overloaded. And most of us, no matter what our professions, have felt some extra stress yeah. and pressure and just kind of this cloud over us the, these past couple of years. Yeah. What, what are you seeing and what are you recommending regarding mental health? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the most basic message that I would say is to not feel feel like you're alone if you're experiencing symptoms of depression or anxiety or sleeplessness or any of these things even if they're they're new to you these are very common you're right they're common all the time i mean mm-hmm. we you know about a third at least of adults in the US will have an episode of true depression in their lifetime this is not an uncommon disease it's one of the most common things we see and treat in primary care But it can feel very lonely. I mean, especially if you come from a background or a family in which these things aren't talked about very, very vocally. So the the first message I would say is that it's it's okay to sort of talk about these things if you're feeling like you're in a in some sort of hole like that. Find someone you trust. Maybe it's a friend or family member first. Maybe it's your physician or your healthcare provider. Um, maybe it's going out on a limb and going to find a counselor and that's someone that you've never met before, but that is their profession. And, and so I, I can't say enough about the counselors and therapists in our community. We, we have needed them as much as ever recently. And these are people who are very good at helping sort through and, and come out the other side of these, these episodes. I would also say a a message that um, I think is hard to understand for people that are sometimes in the depths of something like depression is that these things do tend to pass. So, you know, back in the days when we didn't have medications for depression and stuff, people still had these episodes. And then the natural history is that, you know, people, if they have a bad episode of depression, usually they come out the other side of that in six to 12 months. We don't want people to suffer like that. We want you to get the help you need, be it in counseling, therapy, medications that can help you, even if it's not, you know, forever or long term. We want you to talk about it and get some help. Um, But I think it is helpful for people to 
hear that in most cases, things will get better. I mean, and, and we want to help you get better faster and be able to function at your best despite the symptoms that you're having. Um, but it, it is very, very likely that you will not feel so low forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell people that when they come in and I, 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 I tell them I'm really glad that you came in and I'm glad that we're talking about this because, you know, there are definitely things that we can do to help. Um, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way for most people who are experiencing those symptoms. It's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to take that step and start talking about it. That is really encouraging to hear like it's often just six to 12 months and and it often will get better for Mm -hmm. people. Um, and, and with help, it can be less, uh, because sometimes it does feel like this is just where I'm going to be now. And right. how do I get out right. of here? And yeah. I don't uh, know if I can. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, and that's, I think the, the risk there is that there's, there, there's a risk of really feeling some hopelessness and despair that, that puts people at risk. And um, like I said, this is, these are diseases that do tend to ebb and flow over time for, for a lot of people. Some people will have recurrences and, and that kind of thing. But I think it's helpful for people to know, like, you're gonna we can get you through this and and you can get through this and not not think that this is how you're going to feel forever because that can make people feel pretty hopeless Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if someone is experiencing depression um they can talk to their family docs or um, primary providers about that yep and then uh there's like you said a variety of options that may help Right, right. There's there are certainly medications that help, and medications. We have a lot of very safe medications that can help people. I feel like people come in with a real variety of what they are hoping for when they seek seek help and treatment for things like depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would I would never want someone to feel like me- choosing medication was. I'm using air quotes, weak or something along those lines because these are very safe, they're Mm -hmm. effective, and like I said, there's honestly some of the most common medications that that we prescribe to help people through these things. So medications are absolutely an option. Um, If people are having more mild symptoms or more situational symptoms, sometimes things like therapy and counseling are a great first-line choice, and it's just finding the right person for those people in the community. Um, And we have some really great, great um, places for people to access mental health help here in the community. So, um, you know, yeah, talk, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When do you know when to end a medicine? How yeah, do that can be challenging. So when I, when I, if I start somebody on a medication, when they're having an episode of, we'll use depression as an example, and if, especially if it's their first episode in their lifetime, I will tell them, assuming we get you feeling better, I would recommend that we continue the, the medication that helps you be better for at least that 6 to 12 months. If that time rolls around and you're doing great and you're in a place where you feel really stable and you want to come off medications, we can talk about trying to taper. Mm-hmm. And worst case scenario, if you have return of symptoms, we can always put you back on medicine. That's okay. Um, and and I find that when we reach that time, again, people have different opinions on what they choose. Do they? Some people say, gosh, I really, I'm, I don't want to risk going back to where I was and I would prefer to stay on the medications because I feel well with this and that's fine. Like mm-hmm. I said, they're very safe and that's okay. And some people try to want to try to go off and minimize medications. And, and as long as people, like I said, have had resolution of their symptoms and are feeling very well, then I think offering patients that choice is always very reasonable. I think this conversation is so helpful 
for us to understand, for all of us to understand how prevalent mental health is and how we can be supportive of our friends mm-hmm. or family or coworkers who might be experiencing uh, a low point right now yeah. or being overwhelmed. So thank you for that great advice for whether we need it for ourselves or just to be right. uh, more empathetic to those around us and what um, individuals may be going through right now. Absolutely. Well, it's time for us to go to our b- final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. If you'd like to give us a question to talk about, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have arthritis, participating in joint-friendly physical activity can improve your arthritis pain, function, mood, and quality of life. Joint-friendly physical activities are low impact, which means that they put less stress on the body, reducing the risk of injury. Examples of joint-friendly activities include walking, biking, and swimming. Being physically active can also delay the onset of arthritis-related disabilities and help people with arthritis manage other chronic conditions such as diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. Talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings to learn more about managing arthritis. Call for an appointment at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here answering our medical questions. Uh, we have just a couple minutes left, but if you want to do a quick call, 605-692-1430. I do want to reflect again on our gratitude this week. I think that's a great message that um, Dr. Evans has shared with us through her essay uh, as we look at Thanksgiving week. Um, Hopefully all of us can continue to practice gratitude. November is kind of a busy month. We have Thanksgiving. I learned it was Diabetes Awareness Month. Oh. And it's also Men's Health Awareness Month. And we have not (laughs) talked this on the the radio show yet about men's health this month. And Mm -hmm. so I think it is good for us to have these annual reminders of these important things to keep ourselves healthy and uh, to keep the men in our lives healthy. Yeah. So Dr. Evans, what are some of the concerns we want to make sure men are thinking about when it comes to their health? Yeah, I mean, I think my my largest message would be, you know, get just get in and get your annual physical and preventive care addressed from, from the perspective of men's health. We have a lot of, especially men, I would say under 50 or 60 that don't have a regular visit with their physician. And that can be helpful. I mean, and that means all things everything from vaccines to things like cholesterol and heart risk screening to talking about smoking cessation and diabetes and all those things. The things a little more specific to men's health, you know, the most the most common cancer would be prostate cancer. Um, and, you know, I think having a conversation with your provider about things, prostate cancer and any personalized risk and screening is worthwhile. Prostate cancer screening isn't necessarily for everyone. There's it's there's a lot of caveats. It's very imperfect, but there's some men who should have it, especially based on family history, or certainly if if it's something that you are having symptoms of. Um, yeah, and you know other sort of. Um, genital and sexual health things that men just are a lot a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking to people about goodness sakes we're talking about it all the time with our patients you cannot you know you cannot scare or offend us if you're having a problem please come in and talk with your provider Mm -hmm. we want to help 
Absolutely. That's a good reminder. Just get in there uh, once a year. Is that what you're yeah. recommending, Dr. Yeah, Evans? For, for, for healthy people once a year to talk about the preventive stuff and any sort of small concerns that you may have. Or, you know, if something comes up and you're experiencing a new symptom, I would just encourage men to have a good relationship with a primary care provider that you can go to with those things. Yeah. For all of us, that is so important because some things do come up. And yeah. then it's, it's nice to already have that relationship yep. and just call in and stop in then for a quick appointment and and um, get that talked about and yeah. have that foundation that you kind of have an understanding of each other and um, all of that. So yeah. I know I certainly appreciate having that Absolutely. regular it's time. easier. It's mm-hmm. easier for everyone. It's easier for patient and physician when you feel like you, you know and, and ha- are comfortable with that person. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's about time for us to wrap up today. I do want to remind our listeners that because it's Thanksgiving week, we don't have a Prairie Doc television show this week. No. We have the week off from that. And uh, so just enjoy spending time with family and friends and reflecting on um, the blessings that we do have in our lives. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Kelly Evans for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.